Hello and welcome to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup, the research published between the 5th and 11th of September 2023. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the Emmy Association. There have been nine new MECFS studies and 26 new long COVID studies this week. We have also included the references which were missed in the previous week, 29th of August to the 4th of September due to annual leave, in which there were four new MECFS papers. We have highlighted one of the MECFS studies in more detail below. Paper 4 this week looks at the effect of end-tidal CO2 on cerebral blood flow during orthostatic stress. End-tidal CO2 is the level of carbon dioxide that is released at the end of an exhaled breath. This measurement reflects the adequacy with which carbon dioxide is carried in the blood back to the lungs and exhaled. Cerebral blood flow, CBF, is a measurement of the rate of delivery of the anterior blood flow to a capillary bread in the brain tissues, basically the blood flow to the brain, which is important for healthy brain function. Orthostatic means an upright position. Common symptoms of orthostatic intolerance, OI, lightheadedness, palpitations, fatigue, blood vision, dizziness, exercise intolerance, chest discomfort, cognitive impairment, and occasional syncope. This was a retrospective study which used data already collected in the database for MECFS patients who had undergone tilt table testing due to suspected orthostatic intolerance. The study included 534 female patients with MECFS where all data needed was available. This can be broken down into 309 patients with normal heart rate and blood pressure during tilt table testing and 226 patients which were then diagnosed with POTS. The healthy control group included 34 controls. The research found all patients with MECFS, both with and without POTS, has significant relationship between cerebral blood flow and end tidal carbon dioxide in both supine, which means horizontal, and standing at the end of the tilt table test. In patients with MECFS and healthy controls, relationships between the change in CBF and end tidal carbon dioxide reduction were both significant. Patients or healthy control status and end of tidal carbon dioxide was found to predict CBF. The contribution of end tidal carbon dioxide to CBF changes was found to be limited, i.e. not found to be the causal factor, which was investigated as brain perfusion, which is a type of brain test which shows the amount of blood taken up in certain types of the area of the brain is sensitive to changes in carbon dioxide levels. Carbon dioxide reactivity changes in orthostatic testing was found to be similar in MECFS and healthy controls, and this was independent of any type of hemodynamic abnormality, i.e. orthostatic intolerance. However, this was dependent on age and disease severity. It was found that the influence of carbon dioxide changes on cerebral blood flow CPF is modest in female patients with MECFS. This piece of research is from the well-known research group Van Kampen and Piska, who focus on orthostatic intolerance and cerebral blood flow studies. We often find their studies are small but significant and well thought out in order to test the theory. This study, however, has overcome sample size by using previously collected data 
although this comes with other problems, such as reproducibility of methods between researchers. Furthermore, in using this sample group, all of the MECFS patients included may have been affected by a referral bias, as all patients had suspected orthostatic intolerance. A few other things to note about this study. MECFS patients met the diagnostic criteria of FUDUGA and the international consensus criteria. The sample size was female only due to the high prevalence in the female sex as well as reported differences at the molecular level in other studies. But this is also a drawback as we don't know how results would vary in males. With such a large sample size, it's disappointing that a male-to-female comparison could not have been made. There was not an equal number of healthy controls which makes comparisons difficult. It's also disappointing to see that these were not statutory. The study included all severities apart from the very severe. In conclusion, this was a slightly different style of research from this group, as it was large and respective, as well as not aiding the different results which we are used to seeing. However, this research does add to our knowledge about cerebral blood flow in MECFS. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I shall be back next week with the next instalment.